this episode of the Raising a Business podcast, Susie and I will discuss cash flow and all the things that go into it. Yeah, or if your books are a mess or disorganized. Yeah, I think I kind of felt like that at the start of our company. I definitely wanted to be more of the creative and I was lucky that you could help. But definitely over the years and, and fairly quickly, I realized that, yeah, your, your make or break of, of your enjoyment of the work you're doing is so based on the fact that you have positive cash flow and positive experience. And it doesn't mean you have to have a lot. Like you, your company ebbs and flows with whatever it is you want to do, right? I mean, it doesn't mean you've got, you know, millions and millions of dollars in the bank and you're, you know, it's it's like fun money. But I mean, if you can kind of help steer the ship and you can embrace and know exactly where you're at, there's so much power in that and um, comfort, right? And knowing where things are at one way or the other. Thank you so much for joining us on the Raising a Business podcast. We really hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, also, just a quick side note, we have a new segment on the podcast called The Secret Sauce, where we will just do a summary of all the things we talked about. So um, if you just want to get some really quick tips and tricks, uh, you can skip ahead now to the Secret Sauce portion of the podcast. And on this podcast, that's at 37 minutes. Uh, And we can all thank Susie for coming up with that because of her love of food and sauces. So uh, thanks so much for joining us, guys. I hope you enjoy. All right. Hey, Suze. How's it going? Hey, Trev. I'm good. How are you? Oh, chipper. Sorry, I've had lots of coffee. Yeah, me too. Um, so, uh, today's, uh, uh, podcast episode is all about cash flow. Yeah. It's, it's really important. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Well, without it, you probably won't last long. That's true. Um, so what, what, uh, what's it mean to you? What's cash flow mean to you, Suze? Um, well, honestly, I mean, I, it sort of feels like it's the lifeblood of a company, right? I mean, it allows you the opportunities to do things or not do things. And it's something that, when you don't have it, you realize how important it is. And when you do, you've got freedom to kind of build and explore and do the things you need to do, or at least just have that longevity of security. So I just, yeah, honestly, I feel like it is as important as blood through your veins. Yeah, no, it's huge. And it's uh, probably um, one of the things on our business that I work on all the time. Um, it's my job. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the CFO quote unquote. Oh yeah, I know you are hundred um, percent. So it's something that I'm very passionate about because, uh, with, yeah, like without having a positive cash flow, because you can have a negative cash flow, which, yep. you know, everybody runs into, um, now and again, but if you don't have that positive cash flow to keep you going, um, yeah, it doesn't really matter how good you are, at what you do, you're, you're probably going to fizzle out at some point. So, um, these are kind of the uh, you know the the things that I do and we do to kind of keep us going with with a positive cash flow and how we manage it um, because yeah there's there's always going to be blips like you know I think that's that's one thing that entrepreneurs all know um, that maybe the you know average person who just works uh, who works a day job uh, might not realize is you know when you work that day job it's you you get that guaranteed income 
regardless mm-hmm. of what's going on in the company, right? Uh, you yeah, know, your cash flow is always the same. Yeah, you, you know that every month you're going to get paid uh, an X amount for, for salary. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's great, right? You, you don't have to worry about it. But, you know, running a business, there's, there's months where, you know, you do really, really well. And, um, you know, you think it's never going to stop. And then there's, there's some months for whatever reason, uh, clients are, you know, slow on paying or projects ran a little longer and you didn't get a, uh, get a chance to end up uh, invoicing or, or whatever. And, and you run into, to really slow months. And, you know, uh, for me, cash flow is keeping, um, the peaks and valleys level, mm. you know, so cash That's flow will fill in the valleys. Um, so that you're not on this roller coaster um, of, you know, running out of cash, having too much cash. Not that we ever <laughs> have too much cash, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So it's it's managing that so that you kind of get those valleys, you know, back up and level, right? Because uh, as an entrepreneur and, and running a business, um, yeah, it's not, it, there's not no such thing as a guaranteed income or this is what we're going to make each month. Um, you you've kind of go into each month and it's, kind of a surprise you know you yeah you have an idea of what you're going to do but yeah um, and you can project a lot by looking backwards and oh and for sort sure of guessing but it is a big educated guess but you never know some yeah. sometimes people like i said you could invoice for a massive project that um a lot of your your team and your company was working on and for whatever reason they take 90 days to pay that invoice well then you know you've got to go 90 days um, you have to pay your team. You can't tell them, well, hey, just wait the 90 days. Yeah. When, you know, yeah, you no, know what I mean? It's not good. Nobody wants that. So, so yeah, you just never know. It's always this kind of, um, I guess you just have to, 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 to be prepared. And, and having that cash flow makes, um, makes it just seamless that you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, having that cash flow is something that, you know, we've always or I've always tried really hard to keep in our, our company mm-hmm. because uh, you, you you don't want to have those peaks and valleys. You, you don't want to even notice. I don't want the team or you or anyone to notice when we do have a, you know, a, an off month for whatever reason. You just keep going and, you know, we all do what we do best and um, we don't have to worry about that. But if you're on this roller coaster of, you know, getting close to the end and then all of a sudden getting lots of influx and then close to the end, you need a, you need a plan and a strategy to kind of uh, manage that cash flow. put, put some cash aside mm-hmm. to, to help you get off the roller coaster of, um, yeah, know, the in, highs and yeah. lows. Yeah. So do you have kind of some, some tips or ways that you manage cash flow or ways that whether it's like indicators of things that you look for or yeah. just, just rules that you have that are non-negotiable. Well, there's, there's some things that I think every entrepreneur, every business owner needs to know. Um, and the most important uh, metric that you can use to help manage your cash flow, I think, is uh, know your break-even number. Mm. Um, if you know that break-even number every month, um, then you'll be, you, you kind of have a goal to, to shoot for um, you know, when you're, um, into a positive cash flow that month, you know what you need to kind of bring in and it's not about profits, right? Because when you, when you're measuring profits too, it's almost measured on what you invoice. Uh, cash flow is, is what you're, what, what you're actually getting paid, right? Cause you can invoice a bunch of invoices right. one month and show a massive revenue, 
but nobody's paid those invoices yet, right? So it's yeah, not, that's it the has difference. nothing to do with cash flow, yeah, right? Exactly. So you want to make sure that you know your break even, and you you know you're you've got that target. And you're checking it. You're checking it. I check sometimes daily, um, um, but definitely, definitely no longer than weekly. Mm-hmm. I you want to be you know checking the pulse of where you're at, and um, yeah, definitely having. That break-even number is, yeah. is huge, and and I'm guessing to sort of backtrack that before you can know what your break-even number is, is you need consistent overhead costs, and you need to know, like, is consistency something that plays into it before? Like, could somebody who's just starting a business know what their break-even is, um, or like, how do you? I guess how do you establish that consistency off the? You should have top? an idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, you might not be right down to the penny. But you should be in the ballpark, like before you even start, you should yeah. know so what your break even is. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think another huge thing that we did at the start um, that helped us with cash flow is I kind of calculated exactly what we needed to pay each other to live mm-hmm. and nothing else. Yeah. We didn't really um, pay each other anything. And it wasn't that we weren't like invoicing to make a living. We were just leaving the cash in the company mm-hmm. uh, rather than paying ourselves and spending it or saving it or whatever. Um, we just figured out kind of what our need to live, like, you know, basic necessities to eat mm-hmm. and, and have our house. Um, and that's pretty much all we paid each other and everything else just stayed in the company because we wanted to build up that cash reserves mm-hmm. because that's what's going to help you. Um, be able to do things that you want to do in your business, like grow and expand and hire, um, you know, other employees and, and, uh, uh, take risks. Um, if you have no kind of cash reserve, you're really, again, just living day to day. So when we first started, or you're doing it on credit or something, which would be a slippery slope, maybe there's other business models too. Like we don't have a lot of, uh, gear that we had to put into it. Um, so we were very fortunate when we started our business, we had our, you know, two massive computers that we, we own. Um, but other than that, we're pretty, we're pretty lucky that way. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're starting a restaurant, I can only imagine the loans and the overhead that you'd need for, for your restaurant. Right. Right. But you know, for us anyways, um, you know, when we started our company, you know, we weren't paying each other a lot. No, it was more the cost of, of entry is, is easier for a service-based type of company. Yeah, but we also had clear vision on where we wanted to take our business and we wanted to hire um, people to, to work with us. We wanted mm-hmm. a team and you can't really, I don't think you can hire a team if you don't have um, a cash reserve, like yeah. a little um, rainy day fund because yeah, what's, what's be... the point of hiring somebody and then you have a few bad months and then you have to kind of say, well, you know, sorry, we have to let you go, right? So, um, yeah, we, we, we really kind of tried to put money away at the, at the beginning and it allowed us to take those risks and chances and hire people. And if we did have a few slow months or whatever, um, it didn't, you know, ruin our plans altogether, I guess. Right. Yeah. So it gives you that evens, the highs and lows gives you opportunity to be able to, you know, accomplish or reach or at least aim for some of your goals. Yeah. Yeah. So know your break even, Mm -hmm. um, check your cash flow. 
like see, weekly see daily what's going. Yeah. yeah check that that break even number check what's going on in your bit like you really need to know what's going on so um, i guess sorry i keep thinking of the things that are required for you to be able to do that so then you would need to make sure that you had some good software for invoicing and that is something that we've seen that business owners and stuff can struggle with too is even just like invoicing properly and making sure that you're on top of those things of sending things out having a good system to manage and see what's in and out and track that invoicing stuff. and everything is huge right yeah because you can't have cash flow if you don't invoice and make make sure your terms are payable right away right you want that you want to get paid for the work that you did you don't want to have a whole bunch of invoices on your books because every invoice that you see on your books that's over 30 days in a sense you're financing it right right you, you know what i mean because you're carrying that cost because the project is done um you should be getting paid because it, like, like i said it it is like you're financing that that invoice right mm-hmm. Um, so you do need a system, um, that, that checks up on that, that sends out reminders or a person, you know, a a payroll individual that, that kind of helps you with, with that, um, you know, reminder of Mm -hmm. clearing up these invoices. And and here's the thing, it's human nature. The longer you let an invoice go, the longer, uh, people just forget about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, people, I think honestly, in, in our experience of, of running our business, people are really, really good people and they, they want to pay you for the work that you did, right? They mm-hmm. don't want to owe you anything. Uh, but you know what? Everybody's busy. Everybody's, especially now, everybody's just crazy trying to run things. So um, people do need gentle, you know, nudges and reminders. And it's it's not, you know, offensive or, you know, no. y- you know they're not ducking out or anything. Like, <laughs> you know, in, in the seven, eight years we've been doing this, I, I, I don't think we've ever had anybody not... No. pay an invoice um but people forget i mean and it's human nature right so that's your job is your it's your business it's your work and hard blood sweat and tears that you put into that job it's your job to remind them like hey you know it's 90 days now kind of thing right um it's your job to kind of keep gently uh gently gently poking them mm-hmm. to to remind them that um yeah they need to clear those up and that helps with cash flow right yeah. the longer you let your invoices kind of sit and 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 just not be cleared up the 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 more issue you might have with mm-hmm. cash flow. Yeah, we definitely find that it helps having a, like an estimates wing where you have all those things basically prepped as soon as you put out the estimates, and then it's easy to and quick to turn them into invoices to then get the. In our case, we do deposits too for things, which I think I'm guessing that helps with cash flow if if projects are longer. So like having um, you know payment portions throughout the course of a project probably helps a lot with 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 that where some people I think are, are reluctant to ask well ask for money at all it, it's funny when it comes to sales I mean people want to just kind of they just want to do what they're good at you don't want to really talk about the money side and I think in order for the overall financial health of your company you need to talk about money early and often right um, and to the having deposits whether it's 25% 50% up front if you can do that with your company and turn things into invoices and get them off, you know, early in the project so that you have some money to work with while you're, you're building things that, that helps too. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. While you're, you're saying that too, I was just saying like, or just thinking to myself that, um, as much as I look after the finances uh, of our company, I, I don't like 
dealing with invoices and stuff either. For whatever reason, it's one of those things where I'd much rather just be, you know, writing code and, and, and building, you know, websites <laughs> right. than, than, you know, chasing down invoices and, and creating them and, you know, all that management stuff. But it's, it's such a huge part of, of what, what you do as a, as a business owner. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you do. Uh, it's, it's probably the biggest thing that you yeah. have to manage. And you um, need to just kind of accept that, I think, and embrace it as a, as business owners. Cause when you try to avoid it, yeah, I, you're you know, in trouble. meeting people and fellow entrepreneurs and, and, you know, hearing them say like, Oh, I hate numbers or I'm not good at with money or I, I don't like invoicing. And, and I just think like, you need to, you need to get good yeah. at it. You need to pretend you love it mm-hmm. because, um, it is such a, it's such a big part of what you yeah. do that um, you can have the best business, best business idea if you don't have um, good positive cash flow. Mm-hmm. It, it's I think it's really, really hard, right? So Yeah, or if your books are a mess or disorganized. Yeah, I think I kind of felt like that at the start of our company. I definitely wanted to be more of the creative and I was lucky that you could help, but definitely over the years and and fairly quickly i realized that yeah your your make or break of of your enjoyment of the work you're doing is so based on the fact that you have positive cash flow and positive experience and it doesn't mean you have to have a lot like you your company ebbs and flows with whatever it is you want to do right i mean it doesn't mean you've got you know millions and millions of dollars in the bank and you're you know it's it's like fun money but i mean if you can kind of help steer the ship and you can embrace and know exactly where you're at there's so much power in that and um comfort right and knowing where things are at one way or the other well and and start easy like start simple um you know just take even for example take 10 or 15 percent of all your invoices like Every time you deposit a check or you get an e-transfer or whatever, however you take payment, um, whenever you put that money in your account, take 15 or 10% of it and just put it in your business savings account, mm-hmm. right? And just forget about it and do that every single time you you collect on an invoice. And before you know it, you're, you're going to have this, this really nice uh, reserve fund. That, mm-hmm. that is key to having a successful business. Um, that's what we do. We take a percentage of every kind of invoice that we ever get paid for. And we just put it in a rainy day fund for our business because, you know, like as we see, stuff happens in the world. And, um, you know, that consistency can be uh, pulled out from underneath you in an instant. And it doesn't even have to be like a pandemic or anything like crazy like that. It could be just, you know, you slip and fall down the stairs and you're someone who needs to work physically for to run your business or you get um, a really nasty flu and it knocks you out for a couple of weeks. Like I, I'm even just talking about like solopreneurs, like, yeah. you know, you just it's no different than than working for somebody and then and taking like 10 or 15 percent of your paycheck and putting in a rainy day fund. You almost have to treat your business like that as well, right? That you take a little bit of, of, of cash that you get paid for and you put it aside and it's there for in case stuff happens, mm-hmm. right? In case something happens that you can't foresee, um, yeah, you just need that there so you can keep things afloat and keep things mm-hmm. going, right? Um, so that would be another you know suggestion of mine is 
right now today just start even if it's like five percent like it doesn't have to be something you know earth shattering big huge amounts like i think that's what turns a lot of people off from savings and putting money away is that it, it feels so pointless it feels so little right like you know, if if all you do is put a hundred dollars a month away, people are thinking, "Well, that's that's nothing, right?" Um, but it quickly it adds up, right? It does. And it and yeah. it doesn't take time. Like even even just personal savings, uh, mm-hmm. it's just a little bit. It, like you know, hundred dollars a paycheck or whatever. It's the consistency of it's just doing it, not... and it's forgetting about it. Yeah, yeah, right? you're it's right. Not seeing something like, "Oh wow, I want to," you know, "I want to buy that." Oh, I've got a savings account. Mm-hmm. I can just. <laughs> into you know just forget it like treat it as money that you don't have anymore yeah in in, unless you really really need it right yeah and then you'll be happy to have it yeah yeah that whether i'm not sure if you like label you probably don't like label things this way because i I know you're not a fan of (laughs) labeling things for kind of what they are but um I know you basically, when we started our company, you were very much in the vein of like bootstrapping where it's like, what's the lowest common, you know, what's the lowest viable way to get our business up and going and out in the market. And then you can build on it from there versus like, what's the deluxe version of starting an ad agency or, you know, a digital agency. It's like, yeah, we need a studio and we need 10 computers and workstations, but instead, thinking of it as what's the lowest viable product, essentially, that you can have that's going to give good quality work and be able to get it out there. And and you definitely uh, attest to that philosophy, and we did as a company. And I think that's something for people to remember is what's the least amount of things, overhead costs, things that you need to be able to just get started so you can start making money. See, you always pretend you don't know a lot about this stuff, but that's that's such a huge point is spend only on the essentials. Um, spend only on what you need, especially when you're starting out. Um, you want to keep the money leaving your company to a minimum, right? Yeah. Um, until you, you know, grow into a big, huge, giant corporation. But even then, you want to make sure that you're not spending on stuff you don't really need. Right? Yeah, that's how you just waste stuff and help yeah. people get in trouble. Is you're like, oh, we're a big, a big fancy office now. Like well, you, you see, see it that. all the time. I was right? just gonna say that you see it all the time where yeah. it's out of control spending because totally. you know, your profits and your your the revenue and everything is such a big numbers that it just doesn't seem like much. But yeah, you definitely wanna wanna just focus on the stuff that. Um, is essential when you're first started mm-hmm. like, or anytime. I and guess. and what's going to keep making you better? Like that's the thing too, is I think sometimes there's things people need to add to their service or restaurant or online shop or whatever it is that you do. Um, and really will make the quality of the product better. will make your, your community better, your company better, the product you're doing better. And then that's probably worth the cost because usually then it means there's like a value to that to your customer. So either then your customer is going to be more loyal, they'll be willing to pay more, there's more like add-ons to things. And then those things are worth investing in because there's like a real return to it I mean honestly so I mean thinking about how you can make your product better whether that is like extra learning or I mean I know some of this stuff is just kind of on the periphery not specific cash flow but it's kind of that philosophy of well you know it's your expenses right I mean I think what you're you're trying to get at is a lot of the the apps and software that we use and that we've landed on and, and absolutely loved um, we found that they did make our life easier. They made a better product for our clients. So 
I think maybe to boil it down, one of the tips that I have for that is try a lot of different things and don't settle on it unless it's absolutely something that you couldn't live without. You know, like uh, Zeppelin, for example, really now could we ever live without designing a website without Zeppelin? No. But Zeppelin has like two tiers, right? Yeah. They have the monthly, a little bit more, and then they have the yearly plan. And when we first started out, I said, try the monthly first and see if it's really worth our time. Mm -hmm. And I think we were on the monthly plan for, you know, one or two or three months. We tried it out on a couple projects and we we're like, this is amazing. Like mm -hmm. we can't live without it. And we went to the yearly subscription because it, you know, you pay more upfront, but it's cheaper in the long run. But it's that, you know, trying it out. Is this something that we really need? Does it save us time? Does it really yeah. help us with our work? Does it create a better product for your clients? Mm -hmm do your clients like using it because yeah. our clients have to interact with this software as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And this thing checked all the boxes and we were like, okay, scrap the monthly payments. Let's move to the yearly payments. But yeah. if we went right to the yearly payments, paid all that money up front and then didn't, and like, didn't it. like it, yeah. then you're, well, you're out that, you know, you're out that yearly payment. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you can with software and whatever you're using, if there's a trial period, if someone will let you try something for free, um, or, you know, uh, let you try it on a lower level rather than making that big commitment up front. I would suggest that to make sure that it checks all your boxes and you really, really need it. <laughs> that it just, as you're talking about that, it, it just, again, it's funny because doing, doing this podcast, having these conversations with you, I'm always reminded of things that I didn't realize like happen or like how you work, but because you kind of are, it's in your nature to constantly question things and to always ask is, is I realized that pretty much every expense we have, because you're always seeing it and managing it. Um, so say we get Zeppelin for a year at this time again, next year, I know I'm going to get the question of, well, do you still use Zeppelin? Is there a better product? Is this worth it? Because I'm not going to just renew without us thinking about it. And I think there, there's huge value to that. It drives me crazy as being somebody who just like wants my expenses sort of paid for. But it, I didn't realize how invaluable it is to constantly question, especially when it comes to subscriptions and software. I mean, gosh, oh. like look at channels, like and TV how, channels. Another rule? I never auto renew. Yeah, never. But because they always send out reminders and you can always have that opportunity to go back in and say, is no, this something we want? So many of the new, the new subscriptions of, for yeah, they like automatically social media. Sign you up for the auto renew. But yeah, no, they don't let you take it off. No, here's my thing is, is <laughs> don't always auto renew yeah, because they, they will always email you a month, a week, a day You're before right. they cancel it. And you always have that opportunity. And if you can, use a payment gateway rather than give them your visa number. Yeah, like Be PayPal Yeah, or like Stripe PayPal, or because then you can go in and manage and click that off. It doesn't matter if they have it auto-renewed on their platform. If your PayPal is set up where you click off the auto-renew, mm -hmm. then you still have that opportunity. Because if you just, if you just blindly s subscribe to something... Mm -hmm. And say, you know, you sign up for the year and it's great and you use it for the first six months and then you just forget about it or you don't use it or you don't have another project where you need it. And six months lapses, you may not need it again. It may be something that you went in a different direction, mm -hmm. but you forgot about this platform and then boom, all of a sudden they invoice you and 
Good luck trying to get that money Good back. Good luck. Yeah, I've, I, that has happened to me, and I've tried to track down that money, and it's taken me like five months to get the money back for your subscription that I didn't want or didn't know. In this case, I didn't know I was signing up for. But you're right. That's a huge way to do it. But I think the mindset of constantly questioning your expenses, and it can be tiresome for the people around you, but I realize how important it is, again, yeah. to the lifeblood of your company of always asking, do you really need this? Now, I will put an asterisk uh, beside my do not auto renew. Now, there are certain things that are on auto renew. Domain names. Domain. Well, that I think should be. But okay, as we don't like to have domain names. So, um, uh, you know, when we take on a web client, now we're getting into web development. But anyways. um, But every business has a domain domain name. Yes, that should be auto. Listen, pay for your domain for the next 10 years. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about it. Totally. You want to talk about web development and and domain names? Uh, I would say pay for your domain name now for the next 10 years. Because just ask yourself this. Are you going to be in business 10 years from now? Yeah, I hope so. Why wouldn't you pay for it and just forget about it? (laughs) But anyways. um. I was more talking about like the auto renews of like um, for us, the things that um, are guaranteed we're always going to use like, um, you know, our email accounts like we have G Suite. Um, So obviously that's going to be auto renew because I'm never going to operate a business without email accounts. Right. Uh, So if you have G Suite or Office uh, 365, anything like that, like that is essential to your business. Yeah, those are non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Like even like QuickBooks or FreshBooks, if that's that's your accounting software, um, unless you're revamping the way you do your accounting, which is a big movement in your company, Mm -hmm. that can be auto-renewed. Like so... When I say don't auto renew, it's not not on everything because you'll drive yourself crazy. Yeah, that's I'm just true. saying on those fringe softwares or uh, anything that you use in your business that is kind of a nice to have that makes your product better yeah. or improves your day to day operations and workflow. Um, yeah, when you've committed to it, yeah, pay for the year. But ask yourself next year, like, am I still using it? Because mm-hmm. your your business always evolves; it always constantly. Changes. So you might not really need it anymore yeah it's that honestly it goes back to that lowest viable product is that i think you need to make a list of the things that you can't live without as a business and you figure that into what you said that's what you need to know your break-even cost is and then everything else is an optional beside that right and as things evolve and change that might move into different categories where certain things you can't live without but then you can actually adjust your costs for things i think People maybe underestimate how much you have control over your own cash flow of not just the saving, but what you're actually spending on things and whether that's really necessary or not. That's a good point, too. I never really thought of it that way is maybe make a list of the things that you don't have control over, like things that you have to pay every month. Um, and maybe have an understanding of that, of like, are is there anything in here that I can move out from... I have to pay this to maybe I don't need to pay for this. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Even for us, like there's a few services that we use and we've been using since the the beginning of our company um, that we just accept that are, we have to like for you, Adobe. Yeah. You have to pay for your cloud suite um, every month. Yeah. Whether costs go up or not, which they always do. You know, there's nothing we can do about it because you can't have a design business without, 
Adobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so those are those are those expenses that you you have to pay for. So mm-hmm. maybe you should have a list of those expenses alongside of the you know uh, things that add on to those. So I just I just find if you can boil down all your expenses and just have a really really awesome understanding um, of of kind of what's coming in and what's going out. It's not just the break even, but it's all the 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 faucets and and um, different areas that you're spending money on. It's having that complete understanding. Like have a like I love spreadsheets, and I know that that's probably pretty old school to have Excel spreadsheets that's awesome. on everything. But I love to just track everything and keep an eye on where exactly we're spending money on your must haves and nice to haves and you know, your payroll, um, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. It's, it's a must to fully understand the more you can, you can break down exactly what you're paying Mm -hmm. out every month. The more you can understand that the better overall view of your company you're going to have and the better, um, I guess the better you're going to be better at making decisions when it comes to cash flow and when mm-hmm. it comes to spending money on things. Yeah, and I, I and I, I totally, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I think people underestimate how much that weighs on you if you don't have a good understanding of it. Is that especially in creative industry and creatives? I couldn't live not knowing exactly where money was going. And totally, and I think I could live without it, but I can't either. Like if if it was just like a big black hole, like that would be terrifying. And then you're scared of what you don't know. So you need to embrace it and really realize like it's it's important to your sanity and like knowing what opportunities lay ahead and what things you could you know take risks on what what things you can afford to spend and invest time on right like if you're learning something new or trying a new product launch like you can give yourself that whatever that you know buffer is or that bucket of money that you're like yeah we can spend this to try to make this happen because it's safe and we've allotted for it and we can afford it. Whereas just flying blind, I think people really underestimate how heavy that makes you feel and, and out of control, I think as a business owner. And I think everybody, anybody can be good at managing cash flow. I think if you're, if you're an uh, aspiring entrepreneur or you, you want to start a business and you keep telling yourself, Oh, I'm not good at money. I'm not good at with numbers. I'm not, I'm not good with cash then you should probably, honestly, you should probably think about doing something else Mm -hmm. because owning a business, there's no way you can get away from it. You have to be good at cash flow. You have to be good at managing numbers to a degree, right? You don't have to be an expert. No, I don't think anybody, anybody except for accountants are experts at it, but you, you definitely can't avoid it. You can't hide from it. You can't say, oh, well, this just isn't my thing then then maybe entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship isn't your thing yeah um, yeah i definitely i've fallen on that sword in in the past like i i was saying and i realized it just doesn't serve it doesn't serve me well and it's kind of a lame excuse to not understand something but anybody can so, understand it's not yeah, it's not hard um you just have to kind of commit yourself to the you know the 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 little simple rules of understanding it and um yeah, you'll get it and you'll be so much better at your job because of it. Um, and uh, you'll be so much better at running your business because of it. Mm-hmm. it. And it just gives you like, I know for myself, when I do like a weekly check in or, you know, a, a monthly check in or whatever, and I really dive in to what happened last month or what happened last week, 
I feel so much better and I have so much more clarity that I can just focus in on what I'm doing that I'm not worrying about it. If I've gone too long and I'm not really sure what's going on cash flow wise in our business and I'm like, oh, how was last month? How did we do? Did we make any money or are we losing money? What's going on? I I know that I'm just I'm, I'm it's almost like I'm foggy spinning. or spinning yeah. and I'm not really focusing in on my work. Having that clarity allows me to do my job better. Totally. I think you know what that totally just reminded me of too is like as the salesperson for our company um is that sometimes our own perception of of what's successful and what's not is totally skewed. Like there's I'm I, you know, think of myself as being pretty good at being able to kind of judge like how things are going and, you know, what projects are coming along and doing well. And there's times when like, I'm so glad for our check-ins because there's times when I'm really busy and I feel like, oh my God, we're the busiest we've ever been, but we're like not necessarily making that much money. It's just kind of, so then it's like, well, then are we kind of like, is it- Profits are not cash flow. (laughs) No, no. Like it's uh, everything. It's so different that, that check-in of- well, no, this is what's really going on. And it's like, you're kind of making yourself busy over here, but things are, you know, not going that great back here. It's like, okay, well then you need to kind of always go back to like your home base and like reassess and to look at, there's some things that you do as a business that are more profitable than others. And, and everybody has things like that, that you want to offer. Um, you don't want, you don't need everything to be super lucrative and and profitable, but I mean, you need to also be smart about it and know, okay, well, I'm going to be smart or how can I add more value to this or how can I, you know, just make this a better product like we were saying before. But if you're the sales team or even in just kind of the production side of things, I mean, that part of what you do for your company isn't necessarily tied to cash flow or to profits and revenue, like any of those things. So that is a good reminder for me too, that that's why it's so important as a check-in. Whew. Well, that was a lot of cash flow talk, Susie. It was, yeah. Um, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I, I think uh, I'll kind of try and do my best to to summarize what we talked about. Um, kind of the biggest tips and tricks that we have that um, uh, we we do every day in our business. To, oh, hold on, a side note: Is there a better <laughs> way than tips and tricks? Because everybody uses tips and tricks. I know. Or is that just you know the secret sauce? All right, we could the, call it the secret sauce. Yeah, we the need secret a, like, sauce a, to raising a business. We need an ending segment. Like, here's <laughs> the secret sauce. <gasps> Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah like, because, you know, you're all about food. And so... And sauces. The, no, well, the episode could be like creating the sandwich. Mm. And at the end of the episode, you got to put that secret sauce on the sandwich. Exactly. So uh, It's dry and crusty without it's it. It's dry and crusty. So that was the dry and crusty portion of the podcast. Here is the secret sauce uh, portion of the podcast. Um, so, yeah, summarizing cash flow. Uh, know when you break even. Know your break-even number. To me, I think that is massive. That's huge. Um, Critical. Yeah. Uh, you need you need to have that, and you need to revisit that as often as, as you need to so you understand that. So know your break-even. Um, check your cash flow often, obviously. Kind of runs yeah. in line with that. Um, don't wait to your quarterly meeting to, to look at your cash flow. No. Um, Look, you know, I, I look weekly, sometimes daily. It drives, I know it drives you insane, but I'm always um, analyzing what we're doing. And uh, I feel like that's a, an, a a really good tip for every aspect of being an entrepreneur is being quick, being nimble, being agile. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and pivot fast on your feet. Like yeah. don't wait and go down a rabbit hole of something that's not working too far because then you might not be able to get back out. It's good. It's it's a good reminder. Check often. Check your cash flow often. Weekly, weekly, monthly. Check, check, check. Um, maintain a cash reserve and and um, start today. Uh, take you know five, ten, fifteen percent. Yeah, heck, if you if you can, fifty percent of your 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 invoices, <laughs> whatever you can do, um, and put that into a savings account, right? Um, and start that that um, cash reserve for your business, um, because it'll help. And you know, another thing with the cash reserve too, it doesn't always have to be um, emergency fund. It could be an expansion fund. It could be uh, a hire a new employee fund. Um, it could be trying something out different fund right but if you don't have that cash reserve uh you don't have that ability to kind of play uh w- with with your business and try new things out yeah you mm-hmm. might find a new revenue stream um yeah just from saving yeah you need that financial freedom to be able to play i think is that's important yeah yeah you, you can you am i, I no fast no or? i think that's good okay. okay you can always jump in too yeah for sure um uh, collect your receivables and follow up. Uh, you can't have cash flow if nobody pays you cash. Uh, <laughs> so when you invoice, make sure that you, um, yeah, you have clear terms on your payments um, and follow up. Like I said, everybody's yeah. human. People forget. People are busy. Yeah, don't be shy or apologetic about it. You yeah. did the work. If you did good work for them, well, then you they're happy to pay. Nobody's right? ducking out. They no. just forgot. Yeah. So just remind them and uh, yeah, they'd be happy to pay. Um, and spend only on essentials. <laughs> Unless you need an extra <laughs> pair of shoes. No, we're, we're not talking or about Or artwork. For the office. <laughs> no, actually, that does remind me of another little tip that we can add to the secret sauce. Okay. Is if, if you do have a good um, financial understanding of your business, you should have to make a case for extra things you want to spend money on. I meant to mention this when I was saying, like, you're always questioning whether we need the expenses or not, is I, over time, I have learned that if if I really feel like something's valuable or needed, I need to make a case for it, same as you would anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you need to actually kind of have your, you need to know the numbers, you need to, like, pretend you're a lawyer and make a case well, for this. Well, see if going to stamp approved on it until... But that's how it should be, honestly. Yeah, I no. think it's a safer way to be. I'd rather have to make a case then you agree to all my harebrained ideas and then us like you know you just whittle away at your savings and then you've got nothing left yeah but also don't be afraid to try new things yeah you know sometimes sometimes i i I like to play play it safe and i think that's why uh you're a good mix is that you you push me out of that sometimes so yeah you're right um you know make a case and if you can't make a case you probably don't need it yeah that's true 100 percent yeah. So yeah, you're you're absolutely. So uh, what were we talking about? Spend only on the essentials, right? Yeah. Um, uh, make use of technology. So mm. uh, any apps that can help you out. It's a good one. Um, you know, uh, that can help you out with your invoicing or your reminders or flagging uh, things. Flagging yeah, things right because uh, a lot of us are just you know solopreneurs. They we don't have a fleet of uh, you know a payroll department mm-hmm. to help us <laughs> yeah. track down these invoices sometimes. So. Uh, yeah, take advantage of there's some really cool software. Actually, if you look back at um, one of our um, earlier podcast episodes, um, uh, apps we use for... Yeah, working. tools we use for our business. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talk about a few in there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. One of the things that we talked about too, another thing to remember is how you feel about your business, how busy or, or successful yeah. you feel like your business is, is not necessarily in, indicative of what the actual cash flow or yeah. profits, or profits are. Flow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good one. And I guess, uh, the last one and, and we never really touched on it and maybe this can be its own, uh, podcast because it's a pretty big topic is, uh, be smart about hiring. But yeah, know, I think there's a few different philosophies for that. That would be an interesting podcast because yeah. there's, there's I've read train of thoughts that are both ways. Don't hire till you need it. And then there's others that say staff for what you want to well, be. Yeah, which that seems scary to me. There's, but I, yeah, there's that there's that one. And there's also um, just hire really, really smart because one great employee will replace two or three mediocre employees. Yeah, right? that's true. Um, so anyways, that's its own topic. Um, uh, it's kind of tied to cash flow, but not not entirely. But anyways, I think that's that's all I had to talk about. It's awesome. This, the, is, uh, this is great. I love how it was simple and straightforward and yeah, not a lot of jargon or things for you to get lost in. There really is no reason not to kind of like dive into this. And, and I just want to say it's a lot, even if numbers aren't really your thing, it can be a lot more exciting, insightful and reassuring good news or bad. It almost doesn't matter really what the actual results are. It's just knowing where and being in control of your own cash flow yeah and not that i, I want to extend the podcast for another 20 minutes um because i could i could talk about uh, hours about cash flow but one thing that we never really touched on that i think is a, another really good advice if you can get yourself a really good accountant mm. and what i mean by good accountant is not someone that will just do it for you and then you know they they do it right and you never have to look at it or see it get somebody that will take the time to explain everything yeah, to you, explain huge. your options, um, tell you why you should do certain things, not just do it for you, right? You you want to be active in your business uh, accounting at all times. So we have an amazing accountant um, and she has helped me learn so much about running a business and about accounting when it comes to running your own business, mm -hmm. about everything, payroll, dividends um we could talk for months about the the stuff that that this lady has taught me mm -hmm. um she, and so my advice is get an accountant that won't just do the work for you but will explain everything to you and yeah. you can ask questions and they'll answer and uh I, i'll put a link to her website it's mj mclean she's here in airdrie uh and she is the smartest woman I know when it comes to accounting counting mm -hmm. and she's, you know, changed my perspective on, on how we run our business. Um, and yeah, you find somebody that, that won't just do an amazing job on your accounting, but will explain every little question that you have. And I have a lot of questions. So, uh, yeah, that's the, the I guess the final tip is find a good accountant or bookkeeper or whatever um, and have them explain because knowledge is power. And if you understand the difference between paying yourselves pay payroll or doing dividends or um, what you can do with this over that. And the pros and cons of everything. Yeah, yeah. you can just make better decisions and better uh, you know, decisions on what direction you want to take your business to. So, and you can change your mind the next year because yeah. they'll explain it to you again. And the rules always change. Well, you don't get right? trapped and you get yeah. this massive bill for, from the government and you're like, 
oh, I nobody explained that I couldn't yeah, that's, do that. That's devastating for businesses, and I think happens all the time where you just overlook something or someone didn't explain to you the consequences yeah. of that. So, so yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Good yeah. bottom line. So that's the bottom line. There you go. Well, thanks, Trev. Thanks yeah. for sharing all that insight. And yeah, let's let's take a look at our books. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, until next time, Suze, uh, that was uh, fun. Thank you for, uh, thanks for chatting. This has been the Raising a Business podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to raisingabusiness.com for a full archive of our show. And don't forget to like or subscribe or leave a review if you really like the show. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.